Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. If you use a smart speaker, you can always ask Alexa to enable the SOS radio skill. Stress steals our joy, it interrupts our sleep, it strains our marriages, and frankly, it drives us crazy when we don't learn to manage it, right? Well, we're talking with Vance Pittman today at SOS Radio. He's an author, he's a pastor, he's part of the leadership team at the North American Mission Board. Vance, if we want to experience God's peace, we got to learn how to take authority over our stress. No doubt about it. And, you know, Scott, for me, that question and that topic is very personal because when I was in 2013, I'd been a pastor here at Hope Church in Vegas uh, since 2000, Perth the church, and planting a church in Las Vegas is exactly what you think it is. It's planting a church in Las Vegas. So all the challenges of church planting with the complexity of a city like Las Vegas, and for the first 13 years, I just kind of ran hard did my thing, and carried the weight of all that on my own shoulders. And in 2013, I got to a place where I experienced, my doctor called it a physical version of a mental breakdown, just had a collapse and just hit a wall and all the stress and all the tension, all the anxiety that I was carrying brought me to a place where I literally slept for eight straight days, lost a bunch of weight. My wife would bring food. I wouldn't eat it. Uh, And you know, Scott, you know me well. So that's a big deal if I'm not (laughs) eating food. But the bottom line is, man, I can relate to people that have to deal with stress and tension and anxiety and worry. I was there, and it literally caused me to crumble. And the reality is there's another way, man. God has promised us that we don't have to just endure life. We can enjoy it. And when we're stressed out, it affects not just the way we feel, but the people around us. We drive them crazy. Bro, it affects everything. There's an institution that studies this, American Institution of Stress, and it says that 77% of Americans regularly experience physical symptoms from stress, and 48% of Americans don't sleep at night because of stress. Meaning, as you go to work today, as you're driving around town, half the people didn't have a good night's sleep because of stress. And that affects everything about the way we work, the way we relate to people, the way we handle relationships, the way we manage other situations in our life. All of that is affected by this thing called stress. You know, there was an article in the New York Times recently It was talking about stress, and it said psychological stress activates the fear center in the brain, and that sets into motion a cascade of reactions that can lead to heart attacks, can lead to strokes. A lot of physical symptoms come along with being stressed out, and we're talking about it with Vance Pittman today at SWIS Radio. He's been a pastor in Las Vegas at Hope Church. And he's an author. He's been part of the leadership team at North American Mission Board. And Vance, there's a couple of types of worries that actually affect affect the way that we deal with stress. You mentioned something in that article that you read about stress igniting these fear centers in our brain. And the way I define stress in the book is fearful concern when life's demands seem greater than my ability to meet them. What I'm not saying in the book is that as Christians, we're immune from stressors, things that can create stress and tension. There's no promise in the Bible that you and I as Christians will not face hostility, difficulty, challenge, and obstacle just like everybody else. The difference is, for those of us who are followers of Jesus, is we can experience the presence of God's indescribable peace in the midst of those difficulties and challenges. So stress is when rather than turning to God and experiencing his peace, we look to ourselves and have fearful concern because, man, I can't meet the demands that are in front of me. 
And worry goes into that in some really interesting ways because our default mode is to say, you know, well, what am I going to do about this? What, what am I responsible for in this? How am I going to manage this, break this cycle, or break out of what we're dealing with? And there's the other side. It's like, well, what's God going to do about this? Totally. And the way I talk about that in the book is the difference between genuine concern and fearful concern. Stress is when I respond with fearful concern. And fearful concern is expressed through a dependence on myself, and it asks the question, what am I going to do to fix this? Something goes wrong at work, something in my marriage, something with my kids, something in my finances, and my immediate response is to look internal and say, what am I going to do? And when I do that, guess what? I don't have enough to answer that question. I don't have enough to solve that problem. I don't have enough to fix that situation. And so the response is fearful concern, which is stress, and it begins to eat me up. But there's an alternative. There's genuine concern that's expressed through dependence on God. And rather than looking to myself, it looks to him and says, God, what are you going to do? Because he's promised in every situation in my life, he is enough. There's genuine concern and there's fearful concern. When we're thinking about stress, we've got to look at where we're going to manage all that. And we're talking with Vance Pittman. He's a pastor at Hope Church, and he's part of the North American Mission Board's leadership team. And when we think about the genuine concern, it was like, okay, the part that's intrinsic to me that I'm going to deal with, okay, my kid's bike just broke, and I got to do the deal with this. I don't know how to do this. I'm not good. I'm not mechanical. Okay. That's the genuine concern. Like, okay, there's something there and I got to do something about this. And then there's the fearful concern. Like, okay, what is God going to do in a situation that I have no control over? I don't even have any insight into. It's way bigger than anything that I can do. And it's stressing me out. What role does the Holy Spirit play in figuring out how to work through that side of the fearful concern? Let me say two things about that, Scott. First of all, in distinguishing between genuine and fearful concern, what I do in the book, it's not necessarily about the magnitude of the problem. You relate like your kid's bike breaks. I can stress out over that. If I try to deal with all the situations in my life, what we're really talking about between stress and peace, experiencing genuine concern, which is a burden that turns me to the Lord, versus fearful concern, which is stress that turns me to myself to try to find the answers. The role of the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit of God is God living inside of us, meaning that we never face a situation or problem in our lives apart from the presence of God. There's nothing you're going to face today, nothing I'm going to face, no obstacle, no challenge, no difficulty, no stressor, that I'm not walking into it with the abiding presence of God himself living inside of me. And God is the God of peace. And you cannot know the peace of God without knowing the God of peace. And when the God of peace lives inside of you, no matter what we face, we can be at peace. God has a lot to say about his character, and I'm Scott Harold on SWS Radio. We're talking with Vance Pittman about the role that God's presence plays in experiencing real peace. And Vance, how does stress misrepresent God's character to us? If you think about the way that we as Christians face situations in our lives, think about who God is. So if I were to ask you these three questions, is God loving? Is God wise? Is God powerful? I think every Christian that's listening to this today would say, sure, God is loving. Sure, God is wise. God is powerful. But actually, the Bible says more than that. He's not just loving. God is love. He's not just powerful. The Bible says he's omnipotent. He possesses all power. He's not just wise. The Bible says he's the source of all wisdom. So if God is love, he desires only what's best for me. 
If God has all wisdom, he knows what's best for me. If God has all power, he can bring about what's best for me. So if that's really true, what are we stressed about? Honestly, Scott, one of the things that troubled me the most about the last couple of years with the COVID, the politics, the pandemic, the health crisis, all that stuff is that as Christians, we had an opportunity to show the world, hey, we face the same challenges you face. The difference is in the midst of those challenges, we have the peace of God. The problem is Christians all over this country reacted the same way the world did with stress and panic and worry and anxiety. And in doing so, we misrepresented the character of God. Peace, as God describes it, is not the absence of conflict. Peace is the presence of God's peace in the midst of the difficulty. And that's why the Bible says it's an incomprehensible peace. Paul describes it as, it means you can't explain it. There's no explanation for how I have peace in the midst of what I'm in because it's difficult, but I still have that peace. Now, do you feel like there's a difference between being a peacekeeper and being a peacemaker? For sure. And I think there are some commonalities in that for believers. I think we are to be peacemakers. That's a part of our call. It's a part of the kingdom realities of the Beatitudes that we're to be about peacemaking. The Bible even says, as far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men in the book of Romans. Now, the qualifier is, as far as it depends on you. Sometimes there's a limit to what you can do in making peace with others. But I also think as believers, we have a responsibility to be peacekeepers, that that we're to strive to maintain peace in relationships, peace in our lives, peace in our workplace. So it is a part of our responsibility as believers, but there's no way we can do that. We can't be peacemakers and peacekeepers if We're not living with the abiding reality of God's peace in our lives. And as we talk some more, there's there's a story in the Old Testament that really communicates the kind of reality that I'm talking about. We're talking about how peace plays a role in managing stress and beating stress and taking authority of all the stressful things that come into our life and try to just take us sideways. We're talking with Vance Pittman today at SWS Radio, and a minute ago we were talking about being a peacemaker, being a peacekeeper, but... Why is peace such a necessary ingredient in actually living out that abundant life that Jesus talks about? The way I define peace in the book is the sense of divine favor arising from confidence in God and your relationship with Him. Peace is a peace that comes from God. And it's His presence in our lives that gives us that ability. It's a distinguishing mark of the Christian life. A great example of this is in the the Old Testament. There's a story of a man named Abraham, maybe one of the most famous people from the Old Testament. Famous people in the Bible, even non-Christians, know the story and the history of Abraham. But Abraham, in the Bible, in in Genesis chapter 25, gets to a place in his life where, where he dies. And the Bible says in Genesis 25 that Abraham died in a ripe old age, an old man, and here's the phrase, satisfied with life. And the word satisfied in Hebrew is a word that means full. It's the picture of you sit down at Thanksgiving to eat the meal and you just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat until you can't hold another bite. And you push away from the table, kind of with that American, you wave your white napkin and surrender. I'm just so full. That's the Hebrew word for satisfied in Genesis 25, meaning Abraham lived a life. And if you look at his life, it wasn't a life free of conflict. Abraham had tons of conflict, challenge, obstacle, difficulty, almost on a daily basis. And yet the Bible says when Abraham got to the end of his life, 
He pushed away from life's table and said, I can't hold another bite. I am satisfied. And yet when I look at so many believers today, so many believers today are not living that life that Jesus promised us. He promised us an abundant life. He promised us a full life. He promised us a life that we could enjoy and not just endure. And that doesn't mean the absence of conflict, but it does mean the presence of God's peace. And it's a defining mark of who we are as followers of Jesus. Sometimes I wonder if the reason we have so much drama in our life is because we actually thrive on drama and we've come to like drama a little bit more than peace. Like Peace almost is sold to us like it's boring and drama and Netflix and Amazon Prime feel fun when it's somebody else's story, but it's when it's yours, it's toxic and it brings stress into your life. And we're talking with Vance Pittman today on SWS Radio. What's the first step we need to take in order to actually be filled with God's peace, Vance? You just said something that I think is a very important part of the book that I wrote, and, and it's people assume stress and drama just is a reality of the human experience. But here's the truth. Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 4, and he said, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God that passes all comprehension, it's indescribable, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. But focus on the first phrase, be anxious for nothing. That's an imperative. Nothing. Exactly. And, and you can study that word in the Greek language up one way and down the other, and here's what it means, nothing. So it, it, Paul says, you and I, we're not to be anxious. Worry, anxiety, and stress are not to be a part of the believer's life. But you ask the question, how do we get that out of our life? How do we experience peace? And there's really four steps to that. First, got to know God. You can't have the peace from God without knowing the God of peace. You have to know God personally. So if somebody's listening to this today and you're overwhelmed with the stress and reality of life, man, step number one is to meet the God who made you. God created you to know him and to love him and to live your life out of the overflow fellowship with him. And you'll never know peace in this life first without knowing God. What else? Well, other things are then you have to, once you know God, because there are a lot of Christians who know God, but they're still living with stress. Secondly, you got to live in constant fellowship with God. It's what Paul was talking about. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. There's the opposite of nothing in everything. It's a Greek word that means both the big and the small. It's a word that means the whole, but every little detail. Paul is saying that in every minute, every moment, every aspect of our lives, we are to live in fellowship with God. And the problem is for a lot of Christians, they've begun to treat God like an app. So I got apps on my phone, like you and I, Scott, we're big fans of the Vegas Golden Knights. We went to a game together recently. Uh, I got apps on my phone where I check the score. I'm constantly getting updates. And what I do is when I need some information, I go to the app, I get it, then I close the app, put it away. People treat God like that, like God's an app. When I need something, I open the app. When I don't need it, I close it up and put it away. God's not an app. God's a relationship. He's brought us into relationship with himself. What we have with him, this infinite, eternal God has brought us into relationship with himself. And what we need to do is begin to practice constant conversation with God so that when those challenges, those obstacles, those situations that can be stressful come up in my life, rather than turning to myself, I immediately cultivate the practice of turning to Him. So know God, live in constant fellowship with God, 
Thirdly, be completely honest with God. Paul says through your supplications and requests, those are words that describe pleading. It's emptying my heart. I think sometimes we think we just can't be honest with God, but the reality is he knows anyway. So we might as well dump it all out there and then finally be intentional about thanking God. Here's the bottom line. Every struggle you encounter in life is an opportunity for God to demonstrate his faithfulness. I'm going to say that one more time. Every struggle you encounter in life is an opportunity for God to demonstrate his faithfulness. God has promised to be faithful. The scripture teaches us he is faithful. Paul writes, faithful is he who calls you and he will also bring it to pass. Meaning, whatever you're facing today that's bringing you stress is really an opportunity for God to demonstrate his faithfulness. So you say, man, I don't feel thankful in the middle of this situation. No, you're not thanking him for the situation. You're thanking him for what he's going to do in the midst of the situation because he is faithful. You know, there's a difference between fighting for victory and fighting from victory. And we're talking with Vance Pittman on SOS Radio. I might have stole that from one of his sermons. (laughs) He's in with us today at SOS Radio. But we're talking about living a stressless life. Vance, where we're standing plays a role in our foundation on how we're going to fight this battle and win this battle. Yeah, for sure. It's all about our intimate love relationship with the Father. And some people hear this title even, The Stressless Life, and go, That's not possible. He's talking about an aspirational ideal that we won't experience until heaven. But Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 that we're not to worry. He said, don't worry. Paul wrote, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry. And both times that it's mentioned, it's imperative, meaning it's a command, meaning for you and I to worry and stress and be anxious is to live in disobedience to God. So either he commanded us to something that's not possible or... You and I are settling for something less than what he's offered us. And the reality is what you just said is so true. If we are standing grounded in our love relationship with him, peace is an aspect of the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. When you and I are abiding in Christ, the Spirit of God within us begins to manifest his peace. Is it explainable? No, I shouldn't be peaceful in this situation, but I can be because I I was just recently, Scott, we have a man in our church who's been diagnosed with stage four terminal cancer. I had a moment with some of our pastors. We were to pray over him and his family. We anointed him with oil. We prayed over him for God's healing. We begged God to heal his body. Uh, We finished praying and the man looked up at me and I said, man, just know we're praying for God to do something. And he said, you know what? I believe everything you just prayed and I'm asking God the same thing. But here's what he said. Though he slay me, I will trust in him. He quoted from Job and he had such peace. And here's the bottom line. This is a guy with a young family who's facing terminal stage four cancer, should be stressed out should be anxious, and yet in perfect peace, he's resting in God. And the only explanation is the Holy Spirit of God is manifesting God's peace in and through his life. There's a difference between managing stress and beating stress, and hopefully we can get to the space where we beat it, right? We're talking with Vance Pittman on SOS Radio. Just wrote a whole new book called The Stressless Life, and it's about understanding our position on where we are fighting from. It's not just fighting for the victory, but fighting from victory because we have Jesus Christ in our heart. We have the Holy Spirit in our life. We have God the Father's power you know, living through us in the same way that raised Jesus from the dead, essentially. 
when you think about the state that you're in, and a lot of us haven't felt great over the last year or two, what role does emotional intelligence play in actually living a stress-free life? Well, it really goes back to this idea that what Jesus has promised us, we've settled for something far less. When we let emotions drive the train, it's a dangerous way to live our lives. There's a reason why in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah said in the Old Testament, the heart is more deceitful than all else and desperately wicked. Who can understand it? Which, which means this, my heart will lie to me. My heart will tell me this is what I need. This is what I have to have. This is what will make me happy. This is what will give me peace. My heart will lie to me. If I let emotions drive the train, it's a dangerous way to live my life. But we have an alternative. We can submit to the Holy Spirit of God and allow the Holy Spirit of God to be the one who's in control. That's what a Spirit-filled life is. A Spirit-filled life is not about how high I jump and worship. A Spirit-filled life is the degree to which I'm allowing the Holy Spirit moment by moment to control my life and live the life of Christ through me. And that's what Jesus has promised us. Many people think this idea of a stressless life is not even possible. But Jesus said, don't worry about the things of this life. Paul said, be anxious for nothing. And as you and I believe that promise, lean into the Holy Spirit of God, we can experience the peace of God regardless of the circumstances. We're talking about how we can take authority over our stressful life. And we're talking with Vance Pittman on SWS Radio today. In Paul's letter to the Philippians, he says, And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, right? Yeah. And sadly, for so many of us, the whole idea of a peace that passes all understanding or like a peace that makes no earthly sense, it's just sort of like an ethereal idea for so many. But you wrote a book called The Stressless Life, really digging into the fact that this isn't an elusive sort of thing. Like this is a reality that Jesus talked about that we can live completely stress-free. We're not supposed to carry any burdens or anxieties at all, but we do. And I think a lot of times it's because we actually like the drama. No doubt about it. We bought into the lie of the enemy. The lie of the enemy, he came to steal, kill, and destroy. And one of the things he does is he steals away our peace. He robs us of the joy. But, but something you just said, Scott, is very important. What Jesus made us is a promise. It's a promise. A promise that we can have peace a promise that we can have an abundant life, a promise that we can walk in victory. And we simply don't believe the promise. Most of us think stress is a reality in life. I have to live. I'm just a worrier. I'm just an anxious person. It's in my family. It's who I am. It may be who you are apart from Christ, but in Christ, we can have peace. And we don't need to allow the enemy to use drama or circumstances or emotions to steal away the joy and the peace that is promised to us in Christ. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio Podcast. If you enjoy the discussion and want to help the podcast grow, you can make a $10 donation through SOSradio.net or inside the SOS Radio app. Thanks for your generosity. It helps us experiment with new things and keep the discussions fresh.